The sound of food cooking is music to our ears. Welcome to Talking With Our Mouths Full. I'm Nightingale Nguyen. And I'm Michael Chan. And today we are incredibly excited to be bringing back our guests from episode 15. They are the musical duo who have wowed us with singles like Inamo Yasa, Mona Lisa's Eyes, and Home. They've been hard at work throughout the pandemic, bringing us some truly mind-blowing artistic projects. They even have a brand new album on the way. That's right. Today we have the amazing band. The return of two legends. Mm-hmm. Josh and Alex, twin charade. Welcome back, guys. Hi, thanks for having us back, guys. It's been a year. It has it's been, been a year. Guys. A year. Yes, it has. And how have you two been? How's, uh, how's the pandemic been for you two? Very interesting, I would say, um, of course. And uh, relevatory, for sure. I think that... Um, Alex and I definitely grew in some interesting ways this year, uh, as I'm sure you guys have too, and, and any, anybody listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Alex and I have been kind of touching base throughout the year, kind of hitting those check marks and, and you know, updating. And it's funny, every check mark we've reached through the year, we kind of in sync reach the same um, new ideas or new thoughts. And so that's kind of been interesting being in that synchronicity together, learning the same things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, I feel like it was kind of like a shift sometime like in April, May, when the pandemic started. So after a month of, of the pandemic, uh, like I felt like it was like, it was so many, so many ideas that started coming out uh, of even our conversations. We just talk about different things and like it just one idea, another idea, third idea. So it was very productive year despite of the pandemic. So. <clears throat> And the reason being is just because of the isolation, it helped us to look inside other than outside. And that produced so many, so many results. So, I mean, on a personal level, not, not on the artistic level, what, what kind of, uh, when you looked in, what kind of, I guess, changes have happened throughout this, uh, this time? Well, you know, I, I have to admit, and I have, I have no shame in admitting this, that um, previous this year, uh, I really had a um, almost single-minded mentality towards the things I was going after. And I, I kind of got a little bit tunnel visioned, a little bit laser visioned on uh, certain ideals that I hope to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was, you know, on high speed, like just high velocity going, 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 um, maybe shutting out the opportunity for patience and for uh, calm. And uh, this year, you know, seeing how quickly the rug gets pulled out from beneath your feet and all the things you're chasing kind of just get put on hold like that, uh, you realize you can't hold on to those things for, for uh, permanence of joy or peace. And so it was nice to realize that and think, well, you know what? There's nowhere to go, nothing to do. I'm just going to go to the forest and, and go to nature where there's always harmony. That's what I did a lot of. And uh, just sit in that and try to get back to like my base mindset before I had all these, these goals. What about you, Alex? Well, for me, what I've noticed, uh, there was a shift in thinking. Before the pandemic, I think I was chasing the happiness by looking for the things that were happening around me. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, like for... For me, as a, as a musician, going on stage is uh, is a fulfillment. I uh, when I'm on stage, I live in in the moment. I live now, and um, this is just one example, right? But when you don't have access to that many things that surrounds you, and you basically isolated in, in four walls, uh, that makes you look inside as opposed to looking outside. And I came to realize that happiness, first it happens inside. And then the reality around, around you, it kind of like, it, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the cause. 
Um, so what I'm trying to say is that you first, you start feeling happiness inside and then that goes out of you and change the reality outside mm -hmm. you. That was a very, uh, something very new for me that I felt. I mean, I knew that before and everybody, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that, but I had the chance to actually, uh, to live through that, to feel that. So, I don't know, maybe it sounds like too big. No, no. <laughs> but that, that's, in essence, that, that's what, what, what exactly happened. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally get it. Like the, the pandemic has been transformative for a lot of people. Like uh, as a good example for myself, I found myself uh, trying to find new ways to reach out to others that I never have before. I've I found myself networking a lot harder than I ever have. And I didn't know how much I needed people. <laughs> like, you know, I'm fairly independent. And it's not like I don't have friends and all that, but I don't know. I just, the pandemic made me find every way possible to reach out, to connect to more and more people. And uh, from there, just to, I guess, in a way, feel more connected to the world around us, which then prompted uh, more of a change in myself, at least, to try to do good for the world while I'm sitting at home, technically. So, yeah, no, I can totally understand you know, the transformative nature, especially when you start looking inside. Did you find, did either of you find yourselves uh, reaching out more during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, I found that. And I also found that um, people who I hadn't spoken to, uh, at least meaningfully in, in a long time, also did the same. Mm -hmm. And it sparked, um, you know, some nice, uh, you know, meetups, like rendezvous with people from the past and genuinely wanting to catch up instead of just a, hey, how are you? Um, you know, they had the time. And that was nice. I, I did feel that. You're right. And Alex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same, same here. I can't say that I talked to a lot of people, but those people who I reached, sorry, who reached out me and I reached out, uh, that was like the genuine, um, um, like conversations. It was I, I felt like warm after talking to these people. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to something even more hard hitting for you guys. How have you been eating during the pandemic? <laughs> How has food been? Um, same. Been <laughs> same. Nice. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the first month or two that, uh, you know, uh, everything kind of hit the fan and, and we all realized the severity of it. And like we were inside um, I won't lie, like I have in the past had a tendency to kind of like emotionally eat. Um, mm -hmm. And so the first couple months of the pandemic, I was like junk food nighting it, um, uh, you know, and, and really going hard at the junk food and, and sweets and, and all that. Um, but then after that kind of passed and I got out of my system, I like went hard to like a nice uh, wholesome food regime and I've kept it up ever since and felt good about it. Um, you know, with more time to prepare some more meals, more patience with that. Um, it's been nice. And, and also supporting some, some local favorites. Um, there's a, a place here that I like to support and uh, a couple places. So it's been nice to see them stay afloat and get some takeout there now and again. Uh, do you mind letting us know what those places are? Letting our listeners know? Sure. There's, sure. Yeah. There's a place here in uh, uh, Georgina called Big Bone Barbecue. Um, great place, great place. Uh, there is also uh, some places in Newmarket, Molasana. It's a little bakery. Um, get sandwiches of all sorts, pizza. And, yeah. So Alex, food has stayed the same. How do you normally eat then? Well, the thing is, I like cook. I like cook myself. Mm -hmm. I like cooking just in general. And um, basically, nothing really changed because... Um, most of the food that we purchase, uh, we purchase, I would say like we purchase like 60, 70% from local, um, local producers. Mm -hmm. And the rest is goes to like big, uh, big companies and that most like processed food, but not uh, like junk food, but like something, something else. But anyway, um, the reason it didn't change because I still was purchasing uh, uh, 
products from from these local companies and one of them is my favorite is that's um secret lens farm and these guys uh, it's a family-owned business they produce um uh, sheep uh dairy products so um, and that's includes like everything yogurt uh, milk uh, meat um sour cream like everything and because originally um i'm from russia and we love this type of the of the food mm-hmm. and that's why like the cuisine that we cook it just mostly depends on these types of the project so right. yeah Awesome. Well, we here at TWMF have continued to try to support local business as much as we can. We are continuing to feature our local eateries, especially mom and pop shops. And we actually have one today. We'd love very much to introduce to you guys. So Nightingale, tell our listeners and Twin Charades what we're featuring today. Today we are featuring Le Chateau Restaurant. So it is located in the Peachtree Plaza at 8360 Kennedy Road, Markham, which is just south of Highway 7. So this is a very interesting place. Chowhound describes it as a Hong Kong style cafe with a French name serving darn tasty Southeast Asian Malaysian cuisine. Open 2018 in a plaza with not one, not two, but three competitors in existence. Le Chateau exploded onto the scene and quickly became a local fave. Outside of being more aesthetically pleasing than most of the aging eateries in Peachtree Plaza, it serves genuinely delicious food in large portions for a good price. Okay, that's a deal. So yeah, it may not be exactly authentic dining since their food is North Americanized, examples being um, the Malaysian beef brisket curry that can be served on rice or spaghetti and casserole of baked pork chop on fried rice with cheesy tomato sauce. But it's that mix of Southeast Asian goodness with North American familiarity that has elevated them to the status they have in such a short time. So again, if you're interested in something at the Peachtree Plaza, check out Le Chateau Restaurant. Yeah, so I actually discovered this place a little while back when business uh, started reopening a little. And because uh, I started working at a townhouse pre-construction project. And then one day we we're like, what are we going to what are we going to eat today, team? And my manager was like, well, there's this place that has a French name uh, that serves Southeast Asian food. I'm like, OK. And she ordered it and it, it blew me away. So um, I'm used to getting, well, I'm used to basically my manager being the one that orders from them. And then I usually get like just a simple meal. But today I decided to order myself and I used Uber Eats to do that. It's very interesting on Uber Eats, the place is not called Le Chateau because there is a bakery of the same name. So they conflict. So they could not use Le Chateau on Uber Eats. So they call themselves the castle on Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. And um, I noticed that the menu they have on Uber Eats differs a little bit from their actual menu, uh, like the takeout menu that we have here at the office. So I ordered my usual favorite, which is the pork chop meal with spaghetti that I am showing on the screen. Although listeners, I apologize that you can't see. Please head over to our Instagram and Twitter and social media in general to see the picture of this. But yeah, there's like pork chop, broccoli, mixed vegetables and yeah the pork chop oh man this smells amazing this looks so good there is so much pork chop in here uh but yeah so there's a lot of pork chop i'm seeing some greens yeah yeah there's the spaghetti and uh yeah there's the uh, broccoli and mixed vegetables okay okay so when uber eats i ordered the meal which is what i normally order when I, you know, my manager takes our order and then calls. But here's the thing. I didn't realize that the meal that they're selling on Uber Eats comes with a lot more. So, oh, I forgot to mention the meal normally that I get comes with tea as well. So I have uh, honey lemon tea. But yeah, when the delivery showed up, there was a lot more in the delivery. There was a container here. I'm going to open it to see what it is. And it is pork floss toast. Dumped out the pork floss. But anyways, pork floss toast, which I was not expecting to get. Uh, I have no idea what these two smaller containers are that looks like soup. I don't know what kind of soup this is. Uh, Oh, just vegetable soup and beef broth. Cool. Uh, And then the other container that is also a soup container has tomato sauce with carrots and uh, red peppers. Interesting. I'm guessing that tomato sauce is for my pork chop, so I'm just going to pour it in. 
If you want a full meal, order from Le Chateau, otherwise known as the castle on Uber Eats. So yeah, now I have basically a massive amount of food that I will not be able to finish <laughs> during this episode or at all today. I probably have to take a lot of this home. Wow. So yeah, they, they do genuinely serve insane large portions. A very generous portion. Massive portion. Yeah. So yes, the, the Southeast Asian Hong Kong style cafe has a French name. I'm going to segue with the French name to the Louvre because you two stole the Mona Lisa in a <laughs> incredible, incredible photo series that uh, was released during the pandemic in, uh, in chapters called Thieves in the Night. So tell us a bit about it because it's really, really cool. Like you guys took on characters, Josh, you were Valentino, Alex, you were the jester. And it was like this whole I remember getting seeing the first image of the cell phone. I'm like, what is going on? What is this? I, I wasn't expecting a photo series from you guys. So, so how, yeah, talk a bit about that. Yeah, well, that came together in an interesting way. Uh, see those characters, Valentino and Jester, those kind of derived from our very first music video um, in which, you know, we took on the persona of uh, some rather villainous type, uh, quirky nonetheless, and... Uh, when we'd moved initially to write the uh, Mona Lisa's Eyes, Mona Lisa's Eyes video, um, despite what you saw, which we love the result of, uh, one of our original ideas was uh, a sort of thieving uh, backdrop similar to Inaboyasta, but we had magnifying glass and we were on the hunt. And um, that idea kind of ended up coming back full circle. Uh, although we couldn't see it lived out in the music video, uh, it ended up manifesting in this photo series um, with the help of our uh, creative team who, who helped us really kind of imagine this plot and how it would play out imagistically. And, uh, and we just wanted to steal that Mona Lisa uh, for the good, for the good of everyone. Uh, we have good plans for it. And, uh, and, and yeah, it was, it was fun. We collaborated with several artists on that, in fact, mm -hmm. um, to get the result of, of what you finally saw, including digital artists, as you would have seen in the, the uh, latter photos. But um, it was a very, very fun process, actually. Everything from like the costume, uh, you know, wardrobe, picking out the wardrobe, getting it uh, to the actual shoot. So, and the story writing. Who, uh, who wrote what the story? What do you think, story? Alex? What, uh, Alex and I conceived the story uh, in parts and um, uh, as well as our creative team, uh, Oli had a, a big hand in, in actually constructing the scenes themselves um, and how those would look. Um, and then Alex and I sort of wrote the narrative to, to coincide with the photos. Mm -hmm. So Alex, yeah, like talk about your, your side of the process. Like how was it doing all, because you know, Josh is the actor, right? Josh is the one who normally does this type of thing. But how about, I know you've like done music videos, but like how did it feel to the, embody a character, get into this whole story mode? Because I found like your, your expressions, your body language, I, even though it's, it's just a single shot, the way you modeled your your language in the shots, very convincing for your character. So how did it feel doing all that? So like originally, like Josh already mentioned, um, we have this split of character. Josh more like presenting, um, um, he's, he is more um, ringmaster and mm -hmm. I'm more a jester. So he's a good guy and I am in a sort of bad guy. And uh, that just, uh, has resulted organically and uh, to bring the same attitude of characters into this photo set was pretty much similar to the process that we did with the Inabayasa music video. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't, it wasn't too hard because we were acting more like naturally. And, uh, but to be honest, um, whenever we, we do anything, if it's a music video or if it's a photo shoot. So Josh, he's, he's, he's an actor. That's his, his second nature. He can do a lot of interesting things and, and he does that professionally. So I'm more like a musician than a tech guy. So I try to put him front and put myself behind. Um, you judge if I do that well or like, did it work or it didn't work? <laughs> well, it totally worked. Especially with you being the one who like had to overcome all the lasers and all that. Like that was pretty cool. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I usually do, I usually do all the work for Josh. <laughs> and I stand there with my hands behind my back. Yes, you do. <laughs> and then nearly. Yeah, that was great. Laser. I met like a. Yep. Then my shoe steps on the laser. Yeah. Um, it was great. Like that 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 whole action sequence, the way like uh you know Oli um mapped mapped out the way that would look um you know very much like a director she's like great in that film director mindset um she really mm -hmm. is and then paul um who like actually snapped the photo uh really has like a keen eye for lighting uh, that can bring out the facial features and ideas that me and alex want to portray with our characters um so it's fun we love collaborating with like other filmmakers mm -hmm. and uh because our music is cinematic, it actually jives so well with what we try to present, um, like from our from our musical side. We want it to feel like film. So, was this photo series produced prior to lockdown, prior to the pandemic, or was it produced during? Um, yeah, well, it was produced just prior, right? Yep. Um, I think we started the process in December, and that's when all the ideas. Yeah, well, that's the, the that's the time when we started getting together all the ideas. And then in January we thoroughly planned all the actions. In the end of January, I think we went uh, to get props, and then we set up a date. I think it was uh, February 15, mid February, when we actually uh, <clears throat> did the photo shoot. So it was right before the pandemic. I, th I guess in a way you guys got lucky with that because things are harder now. But I did notice, and we'll get to your album, but recently you produced a, uh, a video for Halloween where you covered Thriller, and that was done during the pandemic. So, I mean, that was, that was an amazing video. Can you talk a little bit about that and uh, what it was like producing something like that during a pandemic? Well, um, Josh, I'll start and you, you'll continue. <laughs> so... We used uh, like a small trick because the actual video for this, uh, for this short uh, episode was done a couple of years ago. And that was the collaboration between uh, Josh and uh, his colleague, Eddie, right? Mm -hmm. So at the time when Josh showed me that video, it was, it was really good, really good video. It, it was very specific video. It was uh, dark and it, like, it has like this black and dark red colors. So, so the atmosphere, the mood of the, of the video was very like sinister. So when, so later on, um, when Josh and I were throwing in ideas about what we're gonna do for Halloween, then we decided we would do um, a short snippet, short, short video um, with a thriller. And then this video, I brought, about the, um, I brought up the idea about this video and Josh agreed. And we just combined these things and they worked really, really well. Josh, would you, would, would, do you mind like elaborate a little bit more on, the, on, this, yeah. on this video? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that clip that uh, Alex is mentioning is um, the very last couple minutes from a short film I did with my uh, short film collaborator uh, friend, Eddie, um, several years ago when we were kind of making short films under the banner of Strange Bit Studios. And um, that one was called The Brothers Jericho. And uh, it's a cautionary tale about uh, chasing a specific treasure. Treasure ended up being cursed, uh, kind of an Indiana Jones, you know, type plot um and um and yeah so that last scene uh when this you know invisible demonic entity is tearing us to shreds <laughs> invisibly is, is kind of like that's the scene um and yeah it was alex's suggestion to use it for the song and, and it ended up you know uh repurposing it very well i think so yeah well that's uh I've, that's a very uh good way to combine pandemic work with pre-pandemic work i think that's uh now that i know that's how it was made that's that's genius that's uh that's a really good use of the work so now to talk about something that was basically made during the pandemic your upcoming album when we talked to you last time you had a plan set out where you would be releasing singles month by month until you had a certain amount and then you would eventually get to an album but that all changed so uh, can you 
talk about where the album is now. Um, yeah, sure. The album is in its final stages. Um, we're making, uh, we're doing masters now. I mean, like these days, this week. Uh, so next week, everything is going to be complete, sent to CD Baby, and um, very soon uh, it is going to be released. So yeah, and about um, uh, what you mentioned, that original plan was releasing singles, and then that would organically uh, develop into an album. However, because of this pandemic, uh, things changed. And the reason being is that every single that we were going to release should have been uh, accompanied by a series of even like a photo shoot or like short videos or something. But because of the pandemic, pandemic we couldn't do that. And that what like changed everything. That what changed our plans. And so me and Josh, like we decided, okay, uh, in this case, we're gonna continue uh, making music. We can't uh, do any like media production as of now and we don't we didn't know for how long it, that it, it would it would go right so we decided okay we'll do the music uh, we release an album and uh, we'll see how it goes and then depending on the situation we either catch up with all the media uh, production or we just adjust to whatever situation dictates so <clears throat> what was it like producing songs during the pandemic how did you do it that actually came out very natural um because of the internet and other gadgets right now we have all the tools and all means to produce pro yeah to produce the album an album um from from home mm -hmm. and uh josh and i we basically we we were collaborating uh, every day like sending pieces of, of music back and forth. Um, it's just like, I write something, I send it his way, he checks the email, that um, inspires him with some other ideas, so he sends it back to me, and so on, like back and forth, back and forth, until it develops into something that we think is interesting for us and could be interesting for others. So um, during the summertime, um, I was able to um, lock myself down in, uh, in the woods. <laughs> it was just like a small house uh, up north, like maybe like 100 and 150K up, up north. Wow. And I was able, like, I was blessed <laughs> because of this pandemic to like, be able to dedicate all my time and energy to this process because nothing was disturbing, nothing was bothering me. It was just... It's, it's a life of a rock star. You, you wake up, you do your morning exercise, you have your tea or coffee, uh, and then you go in the basement, you turn on the m microphones and amplifiers and your PC and everything, and you start the process. And you work like till, till the evening and you don't even notice how the time is passing by. It's, it's, it was an amazing process for me. I had this dream to record an album in the woods just because of, of the silence and the atmosphere and uh, the, the spirit of, of trees, of, of, of wildlife. It, it, it really, um, it gives you so much creativity, so much creativity, just because of that outside noise and uh, like all these thought processes that we have if we live in cities. Uh, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, that was, the whole process went very smooth. We were very productive and uh, we were able to complete seven songs out of 10 songs in the album. And that was like during six months or so. Am I right, Josh? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, Alex is completely right about the inspiration of, of being near nature, uh, where I was during the recording time as well, you know, surrounded by trees. Um, and like I said to you guys previously, like I was in nature more this year than I've ever been to the point where now I'm convinced, like no matter where I live throughout my life, I've got to be within a uh, minimum short drive to a forest somewhere where I can get that. And even just the oxygen for the brain, right? Like our brains were working better. Um, 
And uh, yeah, like, so we, uh, as Alex mentioned, have all the capabilities of recording the album at, at our homes or even remotely, like we can travel with our equipment now. And uh, all we need is a laptop and some uh, luggage cases and we can pretty much record in a hotel, on the road, in a RV, whatever. And so uh, we purchased the necessary equipment this year, um, invested into that. So, you know, some deliveries from Amazon, Long and McQuaid, uh, new microphones, amplifiers, uh, interfaces, the whole, the whole lot. And, um, and so that made it, you know, doable for us to the quality that we wanted it to be at. Um, the quality that previously we would have probably only attained through, you know, going to these studios and whatnot, which were closed during the pandemic. Right. So, um, so it really worked out well. And, and, you know, we also learned a lot, I guess, in that process of, you know, it's, it's more and more doable at home. These artists, like even these bigger artists, I think we mentioned before, uh, Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas record their albums from their home studio, bedroom studio. And, um, yeah, it was nice to kind of get there and see like, okay, it's doable and we're doing it. Have you found uh, that because now that you have your album moving mm -hmm. forward, is this a process, the way you produce the seven songs for this album? Is this process something you're going to continue? I mean, assuming obviously the pandemic goes away, is this something you're going to keep doing or are you going to mix it up, like do stuff from home when you're inspired and then go to the studio when you need to? Like what, what is, how are you seeing this process come out into you to work moving forward? Well, I think it certainly expedites it, right, Alex? Like, and it more, way more cost effective. Yeah, yeah. It, and I mean, it depends on the result. Um, don't get me wrong, but going into the actual studio always um, gives a lot of benefits. Um, I don't want to use the phrase, it gives you better quality. Because technically, it, it that's what it what it does. However, with um, the level of uh, technology that we have right now, for for the average listener, it's not much of a difference if you record that at home with the very good equipment, or you go in the actual studio. It's very very close. There will be a difference if you're very experienced and seasoned uh, music lover and you listen music uh, on the big speakers, maybe like a vinyl or something like that with a high-end high -end equipment, then you will get the warmth of the analog sound and the warmth of, of the ambience, the one that you <laughs> recently mentioned. <laughs> so indeed, that's... Uh, the, the studio creates that atmosphere, the, this ambience that, that, that is really hard to achieve if you use, um, um, I, I can say like a digital equipment. Um, however, it's very convenient. It's, it's time-saving. Uh, it gives you the control over the entire process. And again, going to the studio, it's a different experience because you work with the with the with other engineers, like sound engineers or even producers, and they have their own vision of how the music is gonna look like. So that going to the studio is always a collaboration with someone else. Whereas here, when it's just Josh and me, uh, we have the total um, control over what we do and what the sound we want to achieve. And that comes down to like, even like small, like minor elements, uh, which like, if you go to the studio, that would be ridiculous to mention. It's just like micromanage management or something. And people don't like it because if you, when you collaborate with somebody else, you, you want to give the freedom to, for other people to express themselves. And that applies to sound producers and sound engineers. Right. But here it's, it, yeah, it gives me and Josh all the tools to control the process and to draw the picture with all the elements and all the nuances that we hear and see in our heads. Right. So there are pros and cons, and we're going to utilize probably both um, of these approaches, especially if we want to collaborate, and that's that's the plan. We want to collaborate with some other musicians, and that would be feasible if we go to the actual studio. And the other musicians that uh, I mean, it can be anybody. It can be um, 
like uh, like even like I don't know a percussionist. And if you use percussions, then you need the ambience of the actual studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the collaboration also will be with uh, um, some electronic producers. And these guys, they don't use uh, big studios. They just sit at home. Well, they have a they have a keyboard, they have a touch board, like and everything. Uh, and that's like 100% digital. All you need is a very expensive interface. So I don't know if I answered your question, but there is no strict yes and no. It's just different ways and different results. I'm going to touch on two things you just said. The first one is um, having someone there in the studio, like a producer or something. Um, So since you two had full control over the production of your songs, especially these seven songs for this upcoming album, when you sent them in to be published, are you self-produced or do you have a producer? And did they... Like, did they give any feedback to the songs themselves or are they just going to publish it? So um, we are self-produced and uh, we do uh, a self-distribution, though it's through a third-party distributor. Uh, However, they they practice solely in distribution. Um, Oh, okay. So they'll distribute anything. However, uh, we do from time to time use our, our family and friends as like, co-producers or ears on the songs and and you know it's nice to get their feedback as well it's it never hurts like especially if they're honest with you and um you know they're they're critical in the right way they they want the best results from your sounds and um and we listen and even some of our collaborators who are the filmmakers as well who hear our songs um we like to hear what they want to say uh, at the end of the day, we do feel like we have a, a strong vision for how the song should sound. And uh, we are trying to attain a certain uh, curated effect, like we mentioned, a theatrical effect, something mm-hmm. that you can, you can imagine on a stage or unfolding around you as you listen. And so we do aim for that in, in all the final products. Um, yeah. And maybe in the future, we would have someone to that capacity who, who understands the vision too. The second thing I wanted to ask about is uh, you mentioned collaboration. You want to collaborate with others. Do you have any plans for that already? Or are you uh, looking into finding others to collaborate with? Well, the whole idea of Twin Charade, it has been and it still is, uh, is a collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's just two of us in the band. And um, even to perform our music on stage, when there are two of us, it can be a little bit tricky. Technically, we can use backing tracks because when you listen to the uh, to the actual record, it it's it's a it's a full band. It has like everything: drums, uh, bass, keyboards, guitars, uh, several voices. So if it's two of us, um, we'll have to use the tools of backing track. But as a um, as a process of collaboration, we can collaborate with other musicians. Um, who would join us on stage to perform this type of music. So that's what comes to performance. Also, um, collaboration with different, um, different artists. It can be um, somebody on stage, like a contortionist, right? Or um, like some uh, like circus personnel with, uh, um, I don't know, like some animals, like snakes or whatever. So... Um, whatever music can imply uh, that should work um, when it comes to writing in music uh, again to insurate uh, originally we designed that as the collaboration and the reason we did that this this whole album ourselves is just because when you collaborate with someone and you do not have something to show the other artists what your vision is in terms of music, it's hard to get the right results. So right now, when we have like our first record, and whenever we collaborate with somebody, this record can showcase, okay, guys, that's what we do. That's actually the sound that we want to achieve. It's not, uh, I'm not saying that this is like a plan or, or a guide for you to see and, and do something similar. But that explains what our vision is, and this—if this can inspire you for something, for something, uh, 
then we can add your input to this and then create something collaborative. Um, so yeah, Josh, do you want, do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I think that's, that's exactly it. Like perfectly, perfectly well. And like, um, like Alex said, work of pe- work with people of all disciplines, dancers, uh, filmmakers, um, artists, and, and that's been really great. Even uh, people, you know, by their own volition, sending us artwork um, that the music inspired, and that's amazing to see. And we, we we get those, and we we look at them, and we think, man, like that's so cool. This is um, someone interpreting our music into their own little uh, artistic uh, style like Tim Burton art or something like that. And uh, we definitely want more of that and to like, you know, sort of be a collective, I guess, or, or, you know, bring artists together and and with one shared uh, imaginative process. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I can speak for myself, uh, but I don't consider uh, myself as the uh, very good musician. Uh, But when it comes to collaboration, that's when the magic happens. Somehow, I don't know, it, it just works for me. When I collaborate with, some, with someone, uh, and if the person is right, um, then it just creates something interesting for me, for me personally. I, I really get inspired by what I do collaboratively. So, yeah. So you had mentioned uh, stage performance. We're in a pandemic, so obviously at this time can't really have concerts, but um, have you guys considered maybe, I don't know, like a digital concert or anything of the sort after your uh, album is released? Well, we think for now our best course of action is probably to uh, have curated performances. So nothing live per se, but um, mm-hmm. keep it to the medium of, of storytelling. Um, and so there will probably be some uh, element of performance However, it will be for the for the times, and it will be a little bit more visual, um, like to the medium of, of film and our phones and whatnot. So that's how we'll go for now. But of course, when things change, the stages is where we see this music getting to. Well, we hope it's sooner rather than later, obviously. Any new yes. photo series coming? Well, um, just to complement what, what, what Josh said, um, we would like to accompany um, the music with the visual arts, visual like like media elements, and that's going to be like a social media, like Instagram, Facebook. So we'll continue to post um, pictures and short snippets of video, uh, like maybe short performances. However, to like a little bit unveil what's going to happen next. So Josh and I um, are planning to um, develop something that we call uh, like musical tales or music tales. So that's, that would be, um, I would, I would call it like a new sonic experience. Like maybe to make it more comprehensive, it's like um, a conceptual album with the theatrical elements. So, that would go along with live, live performances, of course, but we would like to create this uh, unique musical, not musical, like sonic experience for people who enjoys theaters, musicals, just the music in general. It's when you put on your headphones, you dive yourself into the world of sounds, music, maybe theater, you name it. And... Uh, it's like reading a book. So for two hours, you're just sitting, listening, and that what you hear will inspire or prompt your imagination to produce the images in your head. So that's what we're planning to do in the beginning of next year. And sometime during 2021, it's going to be released. So, yeah. I'm really excited. I, I cannot wait to listen to to that um i just realized what is your upcoming album called well the upcoming (laughs) album um well we have um, we have we have the official name which is the circus however we have appropriately titled yes yeah yeah. absolutely (laughs) 
we have another couple names um, sitting as the plan B and plan C, but we're pretty sure that this is going to be the name. Awesome. Yes. The circus. So before we move on to social media stuff that Nightingale has prepared for you, uh, is there anything else you two would like to talk about, uh, about your process? Any shout outs you want to give? Any extra updates that we haven't covered? Well, you know, uh, moving forward, we, we hope to engage a lot more on, on social media. And uh, to anybody listening, we just want people to reach out with whatever they do. Um, and we want to know what they do because we think that in the end, there's probably a way we can all uh, either work together or, or, you know, offer each other something. So we really, we really want to be a platform like that moving forward. Yeah, it's, um, again, that happened during this pandemic, uh, but this shift in, in, in like a mind shift happened to myself. And um, I spoke to Josh about that and I witnessed that he had the same process in his head, in his head. but basically we just came to realize that it, it, uh, it doesn't matter if you do any sort of art for a living or you do that like as the hobby. What, what does matter is that you just do it. Uh, we all have these uh, talents and, and gifts and our main purpose is just to express that. Uh, that, that gives the liberation to our soul. That, that gives the meaning in, in, in our life. Um, like as as a musician, I, I I realize that music accompanies me throughout my whole life. If when I'm when I'm sad, I can play the guitar, and it actually uh, helps me heal my wounds. And uh, if uh, if I'm happy, I also can, can play music, and it even like it, it cranks the level of my happiness like completely. Um, so Twitch charade, we want it to be a collaboration platform for anybody who would like to collaborate with us. Uh, that can be um, like even visual artists or like a dancers or musicians. Um, and again, it's, it, we're not talking about the money-making process. We're talking about the creative process. If, if something that we do inspires you and if something that you do inspires us, so why don't we, just create something and see how it goes. Uh, that's the main focus, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of collaboration and working with others, Nightingale, our listeners have some questions for them. Yes. Any fitness tips? Because y'all are in amazing shape. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, I guess, you know, me, Alex and I like to uh, stay in shape for many reasons and, and performing is one of them. Certainly. Um, fitness tips. Um, I'll, I'll quick ones. I, I like to go on a, a morning walk every day on, on an empty stomach, 40 minutes. It's nice. I find it's really good for the body. Um, you know, you're in a state of catabolism then you're, you're fasted for the whole night. So it's actually really good for cell turnover and uh, it's just great. Get some oxygen uh, in terms of workouts. Uh, I like weightlifting calisthenics and uh eating a, a high protein, low sugar diet and uh, uh, having fun, definitely dancing and moving a lot through the day, moving a lot, always moving. I'm, I like to move. Yeah, um, I agree on uh, morning walks or more morning uh, jogging uh, with Josh. Um, so I do, I don't like workout myself. Uh, I, I prefer some martial arts. Uh, I personally do MMA, uh, not to like extreme level of course, um, but yeah, um, a lot of physical activities and then eat healthy because we are what we eat, uh, less sugar, more protein, um, fruits and vegetables, not to be honest, there's nothing like, there's no secrets. <laughs> um, you just, um, maintain the healthy lifestyle, but normal healthy lifestyle, lifestyle, not nothing extreme. So, yeah. and Alex's secret herbal teas that he's been drinking on. He won't divulge <laughs> the, the, the ingredients. That's just to avoid the caffeine because cons- uh, consuming too much caffeine can actually affect your body in a bad way. Yes. Not when you're in twenties, but like after thirty years old, that you, that's something that yeah, a lot of things will start to affect your body. Affect your body when you're after 
after 20s when you're in your 30s. So I would, yeah. I would absolutely agree with that, <laughs> considering <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> Josh, Alex, it's, uh, it was really nice having you guys back. We're very excited for everything that's happening with you guys. We're, we can't wait to listen to your album like i coming out this november yeah no like i i've loved all your music so far i've loved your your photo series i, I love your posts so yeah we're, we're definitely super super excited for uh what's to come for twin charades so for our listeners who don't already know how can they connect with you and follow your journey follow us on instagram at twin charade follow us on all your streaming services Apple Music, Spotify, and you'll find us there. And Instagram's our hub. Audiovisual dialogue. Meet us there. All right. Uh, collaboration. At, at any time when, when anybody has any questions, you can DM us. We're <clears throat> checking our platforms literally every day. And we usually are good with responding within like a couple hours. So any questions, anything, yeah, we're, we're, we're there. We're on all these platforms. All right. Thank you once again, Nightingale. What is our food feature of the day again before we sign off? It is Le Chateau Restaurant. And if you want big portions, you go find them on Uber Eats. Because mm-hmm. I have not been able to finish my meal this episode. Usually I do finish, but oh my God, I am so full. And now, Nightingale, before we head out, how can people connect yes. with you? Y'all can find me on Instagram at night.win. And I am on Instagram and Twitter as at Michael C.W. Chan and on my website, michaelchan.ca. Listeners, we are still in the second wave of the pandemic, even if places are starting to reopen uh, under our governments and their new plan. We still want you all to stay safe and stay healthy. So please mask up, stay safe. And as always, stay Stay hungry. 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 This has been Talking With Our Mouths Full with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. Music by Harrison Amer, crafts by Janine Cantrell, photography by E, and voiceovers by me, Jessica Chan. If you enjoy our adventures, please consider following or subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Want to connect with us? Maybe even participate in our podcast? Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at at TWMF Podcast. And as always, stay hungry.